Hello, and welcome to The Scott Mize Show, a podcast focused on health, diet, bodybuilding, and philosophy. I interview experts, doctors, coaches, and N equals one case studies to answer your questions about improving health, achieving your best physique, and making sustainable progress. We'll cover topics from carnivore and ketogenic diets, to bodybuilding, to life philosophy, and everything in between. Enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Optimal Carnivore. Do you struggle to eat organ meat? Optimal Carnivore was created by carnivores for carnivores. Long-term listeners of the show will know I'm a huge fan of supplementing a carnivore or ketogenic diet with organs. Organs have bioavailable nutrients that you can't find anywhere else. Um, Not everyone finds they have to eat organs on a carnivore or ketogenic diet, but many have found benefits, including myself. And Optimal Carnivore is a great uh, supplement if you are not willing or able to cook organs, you can't stomach them, or if you're traveling um, and it's just something that you can easily take and it's very high quality. Uh, Their organ complex is from grass-fed animals in New Zealand. It includes nine different organs. They also have a beef liver product, a brain nourish product, all of which I've tried and used regularly. Um, Taking six capsules is the same as eating an ounce of raw organ meat from the butcher. So super easy. And you can get 10% off your order and other special deals by going to optimalcarnivore.com slash Scott. That's optimalcarnivore.com slash Scott and go there to help support the show and get your organ supplements. Autumn Wagner underscore authentically autumn on Instagram returns to the podcast today for the second time. Autumn found keto and carnivore after suffering from severe IBD symptoms, depression, alcoholism, anorexia, and arthritis. So she's a fighter. (laughs) She's used this way of eating and her education through the keto adapted course from Maria and Craig Emmerich to manage all these issues and lose 56 pounds and keep it off. And Autumn is dedicating her life to helping others find health and healing through diet and lifestyle modification. Welcome back to the show, Autumn. Thank you. It is a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. It's good to see you again. Yeah, yeah, likewise. Um, and last time we got deep into your story. Um, so I, I we don't have to go through all of it today. Um, but for folks who aren't familiar, do you want to talk them through um, maybe a slightly abbreviated version of your, your health journey. Um, so sure. folks have that context. Yes, I can do my very best. So, um, <laughs> to abbreviate it a little bit, long story short, I spent my entire life suffering with some sort of health problems from infancy all the way up to adulthood. Um, my really severe GI symptoms were triggered, uh, middle to late high school. That's when I really started dealing with a lot of like IBS, IBD type symptoms. And then I went several more years before I was diagnosed with lymphocytic colitis, which is an autoimmune disease of the colon. Fast forward to today, I'm still battling with the lymphocytic colitis, but um, definitely made major improvements with my diet and lifestyle modifications. At 36 years old, I went on to discover not only did I have this lymphocytic colitis, but I also have celiac disease. So that, of course, drastically changed my life right there. And that's kind of what led me to eating a clean keto by removing the gluten and the grains and everything. And then eventually carnivore. And here I am today, uh, four and a half years into my keto and carnivore journey. And I'm doing amazing. That's amazing. That's so cool. And um, 
you've been through so much. <laughs> um, what do you think mentally got you through like all those hard times of getting all these diagnoses, struggling with various disorders? Like what, what are some of the things that's gotten you through that? Is it, you know, like fighting for your kids or like, how, how do you think about that? Yeah, that's um that's an easy answer for me, and it is my children. I have them to thank for being here today. Um, ultimately, the day I'll never forget the day I decided to change my life forever, and it was December thirty first, twenty eighteen. Was the day I started keto, and that day I was sitting there miserable on the sofa, like I had been for years. I was overweight. I was depressed. I was coping with alcohol, and I just sat there and asked myself, like, what kind of mother am I? when I can't show up for my kids every day. So I have to do something for me so that I can live for them. And uh, that's been my motivating factor ever since. And Scott, I have to tell you, in the four and a half years since I started this journey, every single one of my four children at one point or another unprompted has come up to me and told me, thank you, mom. Thank you for changing your life because we are just so glad you're here today. And just uh, every time I tell that story, it just moves me because it's, it's just amazing. Wow. What did that feel like? <laughs> it's just an overwhelming feeling of joy. Like I finally did something for me that, that was, you know, not only for me, but for everyone else. I just got to that point where I knew if I didn't do something very drastic to change my life, I wasn't going to be able to continue on to, to be the very best I could be for my children. So I had to change. And through that, even since you and I have last talked, um, my children have discovered each on their own, their own issues with, with diet and certain foods that do or do not work for them and serve them in a healthy way. And they've really all led by example and really changed their lives uh, with diet too. So it's been really awesome. That's so cool. They're, they're so lucky to have you. Thank you. And, um, one thing I love about your, um, Instagram account and the message you put out there is it's really focused on like cooking and social eating and making that kind of the center and the focus. Can you talk about like how you've chosen to focus on that and what that means to you? Yeah, absolutely. So I do coach clients one-on-one -on -one, um, in keto and carnivore. And one of the number one questions I will get is, Autumn, how do I make this sustainable for me while I'm still raising a family. I have a lot of clients that are moms, very busy working moms that, you know, need to take care of themselves, but want to show up for their kids too, just like I did. And one of the ways I found this lifestyle so, um, so sustainable is finding food that is delicious um, is easy to prepare, but food that other people want to eat too. So I really like to focus my passion and energy on this to prove to people, you know, after four and a half years, I've been able to continue eating this way. And it's because I eat very delicious food that's easy to prepare. Um, and the others can enjoy too, not only inside the house, but socially as well. So I think it gives people a lot of hope and uh, determination that like they see me doing this. So like, all right, if she can do it, I can do it. So uh, that's why I like to put that out there. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's um, such an emphasis on like, th there can be a part of this community and keto and carnivore, which is like, a little bit toxic around like these foods are good. These foods are bad. Um, and I think what's so refreshing is like how you focus on like the food that makes you feel good and nourishes you and the joy around cooking it. Because 
it can be isolating to eat this way in in a lot of people's situations, whether that's with friends or family. Um, And so showing how you do it and like how you bring joy to it, I think is so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And um, can you talk about um, some of the other, you you talk about working with clients. What are some of the other biggest challenges you find um, with your clients with this way of eating or in general, like what are some of the things that uh, they really need your help with? Um, I think a lot of people really struggle with mindset more than anything. And that is something that I struggled with for years. And that's why it took me so long to find this lifestyle. You know, I often, you know, I try not to think back and like, what ifs, you know, but every once in a while, I let my mind go there. And I'm like, man, what if I had allowed myself to start this journey even a decade before I did? But we can't dwell on that, right? So focusing on mindset is just really important. And with my clients, one of the very first questions I always ask is, what is your why? And if you have a really strong, meaningful why, we can work with that. You know, when people come to me, I will occasionally have people come to me and say, I want to look like you in a bikini autumn. Tell me what to do to do it. And I'm like, well, pump the brakes. So let's just take take a step back here. Um, You know, you want a why that's really meaningful. And if it's just weight loss, you can lose weight any number of ways. You don't have to go and choose some keto or carnivore diet to do it, right? We've all seen the dude that did the Twinkie diet lost weight a few years ago. So for this lifestyle, and I, I say lifestyle because that's what it is. It's all about mindset and identifying your whys. And if your whys are strong enough, like mine was to heal my body and my mind from depression and alcoholism and celiac disease and lymphocytic colitis, like that's a strong why. So it's something we really focus on. And I like to visit with my clients periodically throughout our time together, whether we work together for a month, three months, I have one client that I've been working with for a year and a half. So it's just something we're always talking about. And is working with clients something that's like somewhat new to you in the last few years? And and how have you found that experience? Yeah, it's been amazing. So I started coaching clients about two years ago after uh, finishing up my my coaching certification course with the Emmerichs and after living this way for a solid two, two and a half years. And of course, over the last two years of coaching, I've continued to grow and learn in my journey. And it's helped me grow and learn more about giving to others and, and becoming a better coach. Um, so I think that's important too, to identify that it's it's not a static journey. It's always changing and evolving. And what works for one person might not work for another. And I think that's really important for people to understand, not only as a coach when helping others, but also understand for yourself. What worked for me two years ago isn't necessarily what works for me now. And what works for me now might not be what works for me a year from now. It's hard to say. So being flexible and moldable and and open-minded, I mean, you know, there are so many things coming out every day that that seem to be different or new or evolving in this community. So being willing to embrace that and learn, I think is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And um, congratulations on the certification. That's awesome. Um, The Emmerichs are such amazing people. All their content, all their books are so well-researched and thought out, and they're both just fantastic human beings. Um, What drew you to them, to to choose them for your certification and your education in kind of this style? 
Um, so simply put, I found so much improvement in my own personal health journey just by following their methods by the book um, that I, I saw no other option. I did research some other coaching certification courses, but everything just kept bringing me back to the Emrex. You know, they are so into the science and staying on top of it. And if something evolves and changes, they're like two of the first people I see jump on YouTube ready to talk about it. Um, so I really love that about them. And it really is just a great course. So um, to this day, I, I've been coaching for them for two years now, I think. I still get on their weekly coaching webinars that they have with their certification course just to check in and see what's new, what's happening. You never know. So I'm always learning too, which I really like about it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, I think um and and can you tell us um the keto adapted course is that the specific one that you completed yep so i did the keto adapted uh coaching certification i'm certified in ketogenic and carnivore and protein sparing modified fast they're actually offering cool. all three of those it's like a triple certification you can add a supplement awesome. certification as well which i've done too um so yeah it's really just super comprehensive i've really enjoyed it and learned so much it's unbelievable i have people reach out to me all the time even for just like those quick questions you know it's so it just feels good to know that I can fire off an accurate answer right then and there without having to really think about it because they're just, they're so on top of it. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, in your own personal journey, how has, um, like keto and carnivore changed for you, both kind of your approach to it and also maybe how it's affected you mentally, physically, what are some things like a lot of people notice certain changes within the first month or so I'd love to hear like, what those were for you and then how it like evolved and maybe things you've even noticed lately that have changed. Yeah. So I think that's a really uh, important topic to touch on because I feel like people do, you know, start right off the bat, they jump into a low carb or carnivore diet. A lot of times, maybe they don't do a ton of research before they get started. I, I'm a, I'm a learner and I'm a researcher. So I did do my homework before I chose the Emmerich's uh, style of, of keto and starting first few months went great. I did it very clean, no dairy, no sweeteners, no caffeine, did it by the book, lost like 30 pounds in three months. Right. Wow. And I was small to begin with. I only started at about 170. I can't remember if my starting was 176 or 178, but I'm only five, three. So I had like 56, 60 pounds to lose. So I lost a bunch really quickly. I just, now I don't really love Facebook, but here's one reason why I love Facebook. And I want to bring this <laughs> up. Facebook has memories. So every day I pop on yeah. Facebook, like, what, what did we all post about? That was super embarrassing <laughs> 10, 15 years ago. Right. Um, but Facebook just the other day reminded me of this, that when I first started keto, the Emmerich way, I made the goal of doing it for eight weeks. So that's where my mindset was back then. Mm. I was like, all right, so I'm going to go on this diet for eight weeks and see what happens. And now here we are four and a half years later. Wow. So the, so the immediate gratification was obviously I was able to lose a bunch of weight give it a few more months and years, especially as I transitioned into carnivore two years ago, the mental clarity really came through. That's when it really, really clicked for me. I went carnivore to help with my autoimmune conditions. Um, I'm still battling with the colitis, but man, am I in a better place today than I was even two years ago with that. Um, but just my mental health has improved so much. It's unbelievable. 
in the last year, I've reconnected with people from my past, certain friends and acquaintances that knew me years before when I was uh, really struggling with alcohol. And they've all come like really commended me on my progress and how, um, how my mental, uh, just my mental health has evolved over the years, which I am very proud of. So, um, I would say this journey over the last four and a half years has definitely helped me completely break that addiction to sugar and alcohol. Uh, whereas before I was just kind of surviving, counting down the weeks of keto, um, still kind of thinking about when I'm going to have that next drink to today. I'm like, I can't even imagine drinking anymore. It's just not a part of my life anymore. And my mental health is so much better. And, and my joint pain is almost completely gone, which is nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely turned into a way of living for me. It's just, this is who I am now. And, um, there's no turning back for me. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, that's so cool to hear. And, uh, it's really amazing. Sometimes you can't tell the like small incremental changes, but when someone else that you've known before sees you or talks to you or like Facebook, (laughs) um, (laughs) gives you a mechanism of looking back. Um, it's amazing how much, how much progress you've made. Um, And uh, can you talk about like when a new client comes to you, um, how do you know like where to begin with them with regards to diet, like going straight into carnivore or keto or tweaking what they're already doing? Like, how do you start to think about that? So we usually start with a conversation with, uh, first of all, I always do a really detailed client intake because I want to know where they are at that moment in time, not only physically, but also mentally, you know, what does their diet look like right now? What are their whys? That's always the most important for me is why are they reaching out to me for help to begin with? And as I mentioned earlier, we're all different. We're all in a different journey and we have different needs, different things work for us. So I think it's really important to identify in talking with a client, you know, what's really going to be the most sustainable for them. Um, Most of my clients that do strict, like by the book, level one, two, three, four carnivore are going to be those clients that are really struggling with autoimmune problems um, to try to get as much inflammation out of their body as humanly possible so that they can heal. Whereas uh, more of my weight loss clients are more inclined to do keto and incorporate those low carb fruits and vegetables as well, which I think is totally fine and sustainable for a lot of people too. I feel like keto is a really good gateway into this lifestyle because it shows people that they can eat really healthy, delicious food without feeling left out. It just doesn't seem as restrictive to me as carnivore. However, after living carnivore for two years now, even though you look at it from the outside, it looks very restrictive. For me, it is the most sustainable way to eat because I am, I call it my food freedom. I just, I'm not obsessed over thoughts of food all the time anymore. I just eat the meat I crave when I crave it and I move on with my life. Right. Um, but we all have a journey and we all start somewhere. And the reality is I don't feel like a ton of people are quite there and I wasn't, it took me two years to figure that out. So. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I I can tell you've, you've helped a lot of people because you're giving, uh, very nuanced answers, which is really cool. Um, and, uh, how do you, how do you think about people who like have been carnivore or keto and want to reincorporate other foods? Like a lot of people don't, a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know, get into carnivore or keto or some version of the two, and they just feel better and better and, and never want to go back. Um, but how do you think about people who, who want to reintroduce other foods and how do you help them do that? 
So I think it just depends on the person. Um, a lot of it has to do with their background, their history, their conditions. For me, for example, I, it's just not something that I'm going to be able to do because I am a sugar and alcohol addict. So I know the second I start allowing any of that back into my diet, I mean, one, you know, one drink's going to turn into two. And then before you know it, I'm going to be right back to drinking a handle of vodka a week. And that's not good for anyone. Right. Um, so I know for me, that's not going to be possible, but there are definitely some people that can get away with it. that you know, use keto and low carb dieting as a tool to reach a goal that they're wanting to reach. Once they reach that goal, they maintain it for a period of time and they start to feel comfortable with adding in more carbs here and there. I think as long as it's done in a smart and structured and healthy way uh, with a really good, healthy, clear mindset, again, that mindset's so important, it can, it can work. But again, everybody's different. So it's just a case-by-case thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think you have to take an individual approach to all these things. Um, and what uh, what do you see as um, like some of the challenges or um, like controversial issues that people bring to you in the carnivore space? Like things people are worried about that they've seen from their favorite influencer or something like that. Mm-hmm. What are what are some of the things that uh, people come to you with? Uh, I think right now the trending hot topic for me, I keep getting clients that are coming to me that were following the really high fat carnivore method, sticks of butter, fatty cuts of ribeyes until they're stuffed. I do think there's a place for that. I think in healing, high fat carnivore can be very useful in weight loss, maybe not so much. So I will tend to get the clients that are like, oh, I just jumped into, you know, this bacon, butter and beef carnivore thing. And I was eating two sticks of butter a day day, and I I gained 10 pounds in a month. And I'm like, all right, pump the brakes. So I think for me, that is like kind of the hot topic right now is I'm getting a lot of those former high fat carnivores that still want to eat carnivore or very low carb at the very least, but kind of figure out their macros a little bit better for weight loss. So I would say right now that is, that's definitely something I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis. It's just trying to dial that in and figure out from each individual client's perspective and, and where they are at this given point in their journey. Like, what can we do to tweak that to get that scale moving in the way you want it to move? Yeah, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I see a lot of that too. And have you tried a higher fat approach yourself at various points? And like, what have um, you found? So in a very structured way, the short answer is no. And that's because for me personally, and I tell my clients this all the time, because I also struggled with some eating disorder tendencies in my past, I don't do great with counting macros personally. I did when I had to, when I started this journey, because I needed to have an idea of what a good amount of food was every day for me to reach my goals. I've been in maintenance for two years now, so I just don't feel the need to count them. I will say anytime I do eat fattier cuts for days on end, um, it upsets my stomach. It just does not work for me. Now, that's just me and my journey. I'm chalking it up to my lymphocytic colitis. has to have something to do with it. My GI system just doesn't handle high fat very well. Um, So I do best personally on a good balance of lean days and then heavier, I call them fatter, uh, fattier days. So lean days, meaning more chicken, fish, things like that. And then maybe after a day or two of that, I might have like a ribeye or something like that to balance it out. And that's what keeps me in maintenance. So that's what works for me. Yeah. I think that's a great approach. And I I found similar too. I can't, 
tolerate the really high fats on my digestion for an extended period of time. Right. Um, and how do you, you mentioned eating disorders. Um, I'm curious, like, what do you do? And do you have this with like a client who comes to you and they're like, I want to lose weight. I want to go carnivore. I want to do all these things. Oh, and by the way, I have an eating disorder. Like, where do you right. start with a person like that? So I think that's uh, a very important topic and I'm glad you brought it up because it is very real and it is very prevalent. I think the important thing to point out and to really focus on is whether or not that person, you know, they've, they've been honest with you and identified, yes, I have an eating disorder. My next question is going to be, are you in treatment? Or are you willing to enter treatment for that? Um, I feel most comfortable working with my clients in conjunction with uh, some sort of eating disorder therapist or MD so that we can work together to come up with a plan that works for them. Because again, everybody's different, right? With those eating disorders, you really have to be careful because then there's that added, you know, uh, added consideration you really have to think about. So I think this lifestyle is really powerful in helping people uh, pull through that. It helped me tremendously. Like I said, I, I found complete food freedom and eating, especially carnivore. Um, but I definitely want to work with that individual's uh, eating disorder team, whether it be a therapist or MD or something like that, so that we can make sure that we're not missing any uh, missing anything. That is so refreshing to hear you say. Um, I feel like so many coaches, um, less experienced coaches would just say, oh yeah, I handle it all. Like no worries. Um, but yeah, knowing that, um, I'm sure there are plenty of folks that you could help, um, without, and, and there very well, maybe many circumstances where it makes sense for you to just take that on, but being willing to, in, in certain circumstances, encourage them to seek a therapist or someone like that to help with the disordered eating behavior, I think is really mature. Absolutely. Yep. Um, what, what, uh, what do you see as, um, kind of your goals for, um, your business, for your journey, for everything you've got going on with your family? Um, what are some things you're excited about and things you want to work towards? Um, for me personally and professionally, I would say just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm having so much fun. Um, my kind of short term goal, uh, I should say short term, I'd say in the next year to three years, I really want to start doing coaching groups. I'm only doing one-on-one -on -one coaching right now, which I do love. But as my following grows and more people learn about me, I think it's going to really afford that ability for me to really take on more of a group coach setting, which I've been really excited about that prospect over the last year or so. So hopefully sometime in the next year or so, you guys will be able to see me doing that. Uh, so that's really exciting. It's definitely something on my radar. Um, and then really from there, uh, honestly, I've just had so much fun watching my kids learn from me. Um, I'm just so proud of them. So just continuing to celebrate their, uh, transformations. Um, for example, I have twin daughters, they're in college now, and both of them have identified that gluten doesn't work for them. So they've both gone gluten-free by choice, which I'm proud of them for that. One of them has identified that she's very lactose intolerant and on her own. She's like, all right, I've quit dairy. And I'm like, that is so awesome because they're listening to their bodies. And when I was 19 years old, I was not, I was a wreck. I, it was just so bad how horrible my stomach was, but I was just doing all the wrong things. And for my kids to call me and be like, mom, 
I don't think I can eat gluten anymore. I'm like, good yeah. for you. <laughs> so yeah, it's just been really fun watching my kids kind of discover that. And, and I think just them watching me and my journey has taught them to listen to their bodies. And um, all four of them have, you know, kind of chosen the way they want to eat. And I've, I've, fully supported that. And I'm really proud of them. My nine-year-old is almost completely carnivore by choice, which I find very cute and, and awesome. <laughs> I'm all about it. So yeah, that's she's, amazing. She's my little carnivore. Yeah. She's going to be a super woman growing up. <laughs> yeah, probably. She's already pretty amazing. So <laughs> cool. Um, have you ever thought about like teaching a nutrition course to kids or like coaching parents on how to educate their kids around nutrition. I feel like you'd be really good at that. Oh, thank you. Um, well, I did. I do have a background in education. I went to school to be a secondary English teacher, but ended up switching degrees and going into dentistry instead. Um, I'm actually uh, interesting that you bring that up. I think in a week or two, I'm going to my nine-year-old's elementary school and doing kind of like a career day. Oh, where I'm awesome. Just sit down with the kids and talk to them about my uh, nutrition coaching and some of my other online work that I do. So I, I kind of love to teach. I, I just, I love to talk about my experiences and pass knowledge on to other people. So, uh, it's definitely something I would consider for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that would be awesome. I think yeah. the world needs a lot more of that. Cause like you said, most of us didn't get the message until we were a bit older in life. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Well, Autumn, it's been fantastic to speak with you again. Thank you so much for coming on. It's great to hear all the cool things you have going on. Um, I'll have a link to your bio in uh, the podcast show notes. And everyone, make sure you please follow Autumn on Instagram. She's wonderful, shares awesome recipes and a lot of great content there. Thank you. I appreciate you having me so much, Scott. It was good to connect again. Thank you, Autumn. Thank you for listening to the show. You can find The Scott My Show on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Please leave a comment, like, review, or share the podcast with your friends or followers. It helps more people find the show.